You're listening to episode 267 of the Membership Guys podcast. Today we're talking all about the closed door membership model. If you've been listening to us for a while, you'll know I'm not a big fan. However, there are definitely some situations and scenarios where having a closed door membership model makes sense. I'm going to dive in to what those models are in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. All right, I'm still loving that new jingle. You guys like it? Let me know on social. Hit me up on Twitter at Membership Guys. Let me know. Do you like the new intro jingle? This is five years in the making. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate you taking out a little bit of time to get your weekly dose of membership advice. Today, we're talking about the closed door membership model. Now, as I said in the intro, if you've been following us for a while, you'll know that I'm not personally the biggest fan of this strategy. We are big, big advocates for the evergreen approach when it comes to memberships. And in fact, all the big successful memberships in the world are open all the time, as is pretty much every other successful business. So it's not controversial for me to say that the evergreen approach, making your product available to purchase all the time, is a particularly strange one, right? This is commonplace. However, in the online membership world, there is definitely this fringe strategy of closing the doors to your membership and only making it available to new members to join once or twice a year. Now, I'm not going to dive into the pros and cons. It's something that's been done to death on this show. In fact, if you want to get in to the main reasons I'm not a big fan of the model, or just some of the main reasons I'm not a big fan of the model, then I'd encourage you to go back and listen to episode 93. So you can go to themembershipguys.com slash 93. And that's actually an episode all about the reasons I dislike the closed door membership model. So we're not going to get into which is better and this, that and the other on today's show. Instead, I'm kind of going to go against the grain in terms of my usual approach to this. I'm going to talk about six situations where the closed door model actually could make a lot more sense than having your membership open all of the time crazy right like again i don't know if i'm just going soft to my old age or whether after five years of running this show i'm starting to lose my marbles but whatever it is we're going to get into it so there are six situations where you might consider closing the doors to your membership rather than adopting the most standard evergreen approach the first of those is if you are running a cohort based membership. So by that, I mean something like a course or a program, a fixed program, or something like a challenge. Now, the main advocates for the closed door membership model, they're actually selling courses. So they're launching courses and then pushing their membership on the back of that. So for them, this approach makes absolute sense. If you're teaching a course, you're delivering a set program or something like a challenge and providing some hands-on support alongside it, maybe some group coaching, some Q&A calls that coincide with people going through the course. Or if you want to encourage students to work together to form accountability groups and so on, then you may want to have a single cohort 
for your course. A group of people who all start at the same time and then progress through the course at the same pace. In which case, having a closed door strategy is absolutely essential. You don't want people popping up halfway through the course asking questions about the stuff that was covered by everybody else weeks ago. They're going to be confused. The other students will be annoyed. Now, if your course is entirely self-study, so students don't really interact with each other or with you, then the closed door approach becomes unnecessary. But if your model uses cohorts, so you have a set intake of students and then everyone completes module one in week one, module two in week two, module three in week three and so on, then the closed door model is essential. You absolutely will want to have limited enrollment periods and close the door when it's time for you to actually deliver. So that's the first situation where a closed door approach works better. The second is with something like a private mastermind. So with a mastermind group, whether it's a single high ticket, high price mastermind, or maybe it's a membership that consists of multiple mastermind groups. So people come in and then you split them off into a dozen or so groups then you don't really want to have continuous member turnover because the effectiveness of mastermind groups requires its participants to be as consistent as possible. The people in those groups need to develop an understanding of each other's situations, of each other's challenges and so on over a long-term period. So if you're having people come and go at random, then those groups will struggle to build momentum. So again, this is something where you'd want to have a limited enrollment period and you'd want to close the door to any new joiners after a fixed date and then you form the groups, then you get to work. So masterminds like this are typically higher tier offerings. They're generally not the typical online memberships that most of us listening to the show run, where it's content, it's coaching, it's a little bit of community. However, there are definitely some memberships based around masterminds. And for those, the closed door model certainly makes a lot more sense. The next scenario in which you might consider closing the doors is if you are educating around a seasonal topic. So it might be something like education or teaching. If you have a membership that's designed to run alongside the school year, so perhaps you're providing additional learning materials for people of different ages to assist in certain topics, or maybe you're supporting teachers, where again, it's a little more seasonal. There's a start of the school year, there's an end of the school year, but you're probably, in many cases, going to have a bit of a lull when school's out, right? So that's a slightly more seasonal topic. Perhaps you have a membership that's based around college applications, where again, the interest level is going to be extremely high for a limited part of the year. But outside of that, the need kind of subsides. Maybe it's a membership around fantasy football, or perhaps it's a membership for skiing enthusiasts, where again, there's a seasonal element. If you know that the seasonal nature of your topic means that you're likely to have a low intake of members during a, a certain portion of the year, then you might think about closing the doors for that period. So you can focus on other things. You can maybe focus on getting a lot of stuff in place for the next big push, the next big surge of members once that season kicks 
back in. Now, that's not always going to be necessary. So we mentioned the example of having a membership for teachers. Now, anyone who is in the teaching profession would probably be kind of raging at my suggestion that their work ends at the end of the school year. And of course, it doesn't. Most teachers will continue to work throughout the holidays prepping for the next year and all that sort of stuff. So even though certain memberships within certain topics might have a bit more of a seasonal cutoff, then it's not going to be the case for everyone. So not everyone with a seasonal topic or a topic that on the surface may seem seasonal is going to benefit from closing the doors. However, if you've been running your membership for a year or two, or you've been in other memberships or other training programs, and you know that there's a clearly defined period of the year, which you would consider off season, where the demand subsides, where sales drop, then you might very well be better served by just taking sales and marketing out of the equation for that period of the year, using the time to focus on the things that are going to help you make the most out of the next season. So as we said at the beginning of the episode, in most cases, we consider the evergreen approach to be the best approach. However, definitely if you've got something like a seasonal topic, even if everything else about your membership is just like other memberships, the seasonal nature of that topic makes the decision between evergreen and closed door less cut and dry. The next situation where closing the doors makes sense is if you are doing a pilot program that precedes your big launch. So this is essentially where you do a little bit of a test run before your big public launch. It might be a more traditional beta test where you actually take in a small number of members with the express purpose of testing your site out, identifying and fixing any issues, getting some initial feedback that'll help you to polish everything off before your big launch so that when you're finally ready to open the doors to everyone, you know that you're in great shape and you already have some people in your community to welcome your new members or your pilot program might be something that's a little more like a seed launch so this is something that's popularized by jeff walker in his product launch formula course and his book launch the idea of a seed launch is that you essentially create an mvp version of your membership minimum viable product something that's pretty bare bones and then you just start selling it right away to an initial small audience a seed audience basically to validate your idea before you invest a lot of time and a lot of effort into it you might hear this referred to as an mvp you might hear it referred to as a founder launch essentially it is a seed launch an example of a pilot program and so whether you're running a pilot program for testing purposes or whether you're running it to get some revenue flowing to get some people using your site Both of these approaches are perfectly valid situations in which you would close the door, either by setting a deadline for when your initial group will actually need to enroll by, or by capping the number of people who are in your seed group and then closing the doors once you hit that limit. We actually talked more about doing a beta test as your pilot program back in episode 238. So if you head to themembershipguys.com slash 238, then you can get more insight into that. And in terms of doing kind of an MVP seed launch, our approach is something we like to call the Lean Live Launch. And if you head over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com slash themembershipguys, then you'll find our video there on the Lean Live Launch strategy where we dive in to how you can get that sort of pilot program off the ground. 
Scenario five, where a closed door strategy might make more sense is if a membership is a relatively small part of your business. Marketing evergreen memberships is all about consistency, the small things you do day to day. While the closed door strategy involves a ring fenced period of high intensity activity. If you know you can only concentrate on your membership for a month or two of the year, but the rest of the time, other parts of your business will take priority. And if you know that you thrive with that more project-based approach, where you just pour 110% of your attention into just one thing over the space of a month or two, then the closed door model might suit you a little better. Just keep in mind that whichever approach you take, evergreen or closed door, you still need to show up for your existing members. That doesn't change whether your doors are open or closed, though it's maybe even more important for closed door memberships since you're not going to be replacing members who leave you. So you really want to make sure that you keep the ones you have. But if you know that your time that you can actually dedicate to your membership is limited and as a result just dedicating one month of intense focus on your membership within the year is going to be more manageable then again closed door might be better for you than being open all the time and then the final situation in which a closed door approach might work is a real real specific situation that not everyone will find themselves in and this is where you have a high cost membership and you also have highly influential connections within your industry who have access to the audience you want to reach. Now, I don't think it's really a secret that when you see all these big names promoting the latest $2,000 course or expensive program, it's because they're getting a significant cut of every sale that they generate. Usually it's 50%. $1,000 a sale is a massive incentive and that's why you tend to have the same five or six people shilling each other's courses year round. Now you do mostly see this with courses however if you have a high priced membership maybe you only offer annual plans and they're priced over four figures or if you have a high cost course and then your membership is offered on the back end of that after people have completed the course, after someone's graduated, if that's your model and you also happen to have some great connections with big influencers in your field, then you might consider a closed door strategy. The main reason for this is that those big affiliate pushes that people do for each other's courses and programs tend to work best when it's a concentrated promotion over a set period of time. The type of affiliates that we're talking about aren't likely to just casually plug your offer year round. They want to be able to set aside a specific amount of time where their efforts will be focused on selling your course. Because as I said, often affiliates at that level, they all promote each other's courses and programs on a cycle throughout the year. If you're on the email list of anyone who sells a $2,000 course or program, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, while I've got a certain amount of distaste for this sort of synchronized syndicate of shilling, mostly because a lot of the time their audience don't realize that those recommendations are purely driven by that huge affiliate commission. So while I've got a bit of distaste towards that, there's no denying that it works. So if you have a high ticket offering, or offer your membership on the back of a high-priced course and you happen to have some influential friends who would be happy to be affiliates 
And if you're comfortable with that whole strategy, that whole approach, or you're confident that you can pull it off in a non-sleazy manner, then closing the doors absolutely makes sense because that's going to better fit with the way in which those kind of affiliates run their campaigns to sell your product. All right, so six situations where the closed door membership model makes sense. Number one, a cohort-based membership. Typically, this is a course, a program, or a challenge where you want the same group of people progressing through it in real time. You want to avoid confusion, annoyance, and ensure everyone's on the same track. You're going to have to close the doors for that intake of students. Number two, masterminds. You don't want a continuous high turnover of members inside a mastermind. Masterminds thrive on consistency over the long term. Number three, if you have a seasonal topic, if you know that there is an off-season for your membership then closing the doors during that period to help you better prepare for the coming season may actually make more sense than keeping those doors open number four running a pilot program before your big launch it's a good way of testing the waters of ironing out any wrinkles in your strategy and also seeding your membership with some initial members and of course some initial revenue to line your pockets as you're still building out your membership Number five, if your membership is a small part of your business and you know you can only give it limited attention and you are better equipped to just ring fence your efforts to have a high level of focus on just the membership for just one or two months of the year, then the closed door model where you maybe just have one or two enrollment periods you'll probably fit better with other things you've got going on in your business. And then number six, if you've got a high cost membership or your membership is sold on the back end of a high cost course, and you have huge affiliates that you're relying on to push the sales, then having a closed door approach is going to fit better with that whole strategy. So there we go, six situations where closing the doors to your membership may make more sense. Those of you who've been following us for a while, who've been listening to the show, I bet you never thought you would hear me on this podcast almost advocating for the closed door model. But the truth is there are no absolutes in memberships. Not everything that works for one person works for another. We've got people who were open all the time and they just weren't getting the results they wanted, they closed the door and their results skyrocketed. But we also have people in our communities who went in the other direction. They were opening and closing two or three times a year and every time they opened the doors, the results just went down and down. They were having those diminishing returns. They switched to Evergreen and the floodgates opened. So as I said, there's no absolutes. There's no one size fits all. And honestly, one of the main reasons that I rail against the closed door model is because the proponents of that strategy continuously bang the drum that this is the only way to do it, or this is the best way to do it. And it's simply not true. It's simply not true. There are situations in which Evergreen just makes more sense. There are situations where closed door makes more sense. So if you've been on the fence, hopefully a bit of insight into what those situations are will help give you the clarity that you need. If you want to dive a bit deeper into the pros and cons of open versus closed, I'd encourage you to check out episode 93 of the podcast. If you head to the membershipguys.com slash 9 
three, then you'll be able to dig a bit deeper into this whole debate. That is it from me for this week. Thanks as always for tuning in. If you've got a few minutes spare, you've enjoyed today's episode and you enjoy the podcast as a whole, I would truly appreciate it if you could take a tiny bit of time and just leave us a nice review in whatever app you are listening to the show in. So whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, if you can take a couple of minutes to leave a nice shiny five stars and a couple of words on how this show has helped you, it would mean the absolute world to us and it'll help us to spread the word and help more people in the online membership space all right that is it i'm going to be back again next week with another episode of the membership guys podcast see you then if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com the membership academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website's already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, step-by-step -step membership roadmap, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, as well as our supportive, active community that will help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership business. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.